The week starts with rising geopolitical tensions in the Middle East. Capital flows into oil and safe haven assets this morning. Risky assets, on the other hand, like equities, are under pressure this Monday morning and visibility is quite low right now. So welcome to the new week of trading with Swiss Coats Daily Market Talk. So capital flows into the safety of US dollar and gold this morning, while oil is up by almost 4% at the time I'm talking here after Hamas' unexpected attack on Israel wreaked havoc in the region and tensions have been mounting since then. Now, obviously, there are rumors out there, and these rumors are that Iran helped Hamas organize its attack on Israel, and the U.S. said that it's now sending warships to the region. And the escalation of the tensions sent a panic wave into the financial markets on Monday open, obviously. As I was saying just before, the barrel of American crude is already up by almost 4% at the time I'm talking here this morning. Fears of a potential retaliation against Iran actually threatens the passage of vessels carrying oil through the Strait of Hormuz and obviously flip the market rhetoric from a potentially slowing global oil demand of last week to the tight global supply this Monday. It is now difficult to predict the extent of the price action that we might see on these geopolitical tensions and geopolitical shock. The fact that the US and Iran are now pulled into the turmoil hints that we may unfortunately not see the tensions and soon. They won't end tomorrow probably. So from a price perspective, the $90 per barrel level in US crude is expected to shelter decent offers as escalation and potential prolongation of the Middle East tensions could be that final straw that could bring the world very, very close to the brink of recession. And that would obviously temper appetite for oil in the medium run. But again, it is still too early to call right now. It is said that this war has parallels with the one in 1973 in that Israel is being attacked and oil prices are rising, but but the geopolitical and the political landscape, the geopolitical and the political situation is different because first, Arabic countries are not attacking Israel together. Second, well, OPEC countries do have a spare capacity that they have been restricting willingly so far to maintain oil prices at about the $80 per barrel level, but they don't necessarily think of tripling oil prices because global oil demand is not the same than in 1973 and uh, higher oil prices would only accelerate the energy transition. They don't want that. Third, yes, the US could continue to tap into its strategic oil reserves to level out a potential price shock in crude, even though these oil reserves are now down to a 40-year low following the war in Ukraine and high inflation in the US. And finally, while the Ukrainian war and embargo on Russian oil since then are already in play, and the West has actually little margin to impose another embargo on Arab oil. 
Now, this being said, the fact that Iran may have its fingers in the attack is a serious upside risk for oil prices. So we will keep watching the latest developments closely in the region, but we don't yet speculate on a full blast rise in oil prices just yet. Now, elsewhere, trading in Asia was mixed this Monday morning. Stocks in Tel Aviv lost almost 6.5%. Sentiment in Europe is obviously sour, and the U.S. equity futures are down at the time I'm talking here this morning. We see gold, however, act as a strong, strong safe haven for the first time since the Ukrainian war started last year. The price of an ounce jumped past $18.50 level this morning, and further escalation of tensions in the Middle East should actually drive some more capital into the safety of the precious metal. The upside potential extends to a distant $2,000 per ounce level, but, but gains due to geopolitical tensions are not expected to last long. What will really remain decisive for gold's medium to long-term performance will still be the U.S. yields, of course, and for now, well, they are still on a rising path. Now, this Monday... I know it seems like last Friday's jobs report was ages ago because of the weekend news, but it was just the last trading session where investors actually were kind of much confused with the latest jobs report that we received from the U.S. because NFP number, which showed 336,000 new non-farm job additions in the U.S., was a shocker, truly. Stocks fell and yields spiked immediately after the release of that data. But then, but then, investors could actually take a breather and look at the rest of the data set to see that, well, hey, the wages growth in the U.S. was actually softer than expected by analysts, and the unemployment rate in the U.S. held steady at 3.8% level instead of cooling down to 3.7% as it was expected by analysts. So in plain English, it means that last Friday's jobs report in the U.S. was actually less dramatic than what it first seemed with the headline NFP figure. And although the headline NFP number sparked speculation that that's it, the Federal Reserve will now hike again in its November meeting for a minute. Well, activity on Fed funds futures gives almost the same near 80% probability for a no rate hike than before Friday's jobs data. Now, the S&P 500 closed the Friday session more than 1% higher. That final rally in the S&P 500 helped the index snap a four-week losing streak and finish last week 0.5% higher compared to where it had started, while Nasdaq 100 closed last week uh, right on its 100-day moving average and just a few points below the 15,000 psychological mark. Now, this week, normally, the market attention was supposed to shift to the big bank earnings and to the latest U.S. inflation update. Investors will, of course, continue to watch the big bank earnings and the U.S. inflation figures to figure out where the money will be flowing in the next few months. But the geopolitical tensions in the Middle East will certainly mess up with the market direction in the short run and 
the pricing of the short run of course so this week the producer price inflation data from the US will come and on Wednesday it will come in before the CPI data which will be released then on Thursday so the US consumer price inflation is seen easing 2.3% on a monthly basis and that's thanks to the cooling energy prices over the past month and the yearly CPI figure could soften from 3.7% to 3.6% the core CPI, on the other hand, which is more important for the Federal Reserve expectations, is expected to have eased to 4.1%. Now, the U.S. 10-year yield spikes, remember, after last Friday's strong-looking jobs data, and any bad surprise on the inflation front, and I mean an uptick in inflation figures when I say a bad surprise, should keep the pressure on the top side for the U.S. yields, while no surprise or a good surprise, so a softer inflation, could actually spark interest from bond traders at the current levels because remember at the current levels the US 10-year yield is at the highest level since 2007 although some investors out there still believe that near 5% return on the US 10-year paper is not enough if inflation remains higher for longer and while well, the latest spike in oil prices unfortunately boosts that view at the start of this week so higher for longer oil prices for higher for longer inflation numbers but hey the higher for longer rhetoric is not given into the next year for many of the central banks Bloomberg economists write that by the end of 2024 only two of the 23 central banks that they have in their quarter global guide are seen not cutting the interest rates all of the others will be apparently cutting the interest rates and the only two that are not be cutting the interest rates are the world's champions of absurd monetary policies like Japan and Turkey so all of the rest are expected to start easing their monetary policies by next year and that starting from the Fed so this is all for today. I'm Ipeka Skardeshkaya and thank you for joining me and thank you for all your beautiful and supportive messages. I hope this episode of Market Talk has been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions and your questions below as usual. And follow us on Instagram, on X and on LinkedIn for regular market updates. And subscribe, of course, to our YouTube channel for daily market comments. I will meet you again tomorrow. And until then, good day trading.